Yanis Varoufakis once said, the economic crisis has awakened the EU for years. Keep this in mind, as we discuss today, the collapse of the Italian government and what it means within the global geopolitical and economic landscape. My name is Dr. David Waralu. And my name is Elizabeth Ann Stewart. And you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. President of Italy rejected the Prime Minister's resignation. Italy is facing a political crisis. President Mattarella has declined Prime Minister Mario Draghi's offer. The Five Star Movement boycotted the vote. Dramatic day in the Italian Parliament. So Draghi's been asked to return to Parliament next week to clarify the situation. The collapse I know. of the Italian Italy. government. Whoever thought, huh? Right. No. But there's always hidden stuff behind the scenes that uh, for reasons usually the media will not disclose them. In this case of a European country that is collapsing on itself. Yes. Usually something like this, based on my experience, it will be wrapped under the political narrative. Yep. Oh, it's political. So what we're going to do today in this video, we're going to delve deeper into why that is. So. With me is Elizabeth is going to provide some insights, especially economic ones, to provide you the big picture to understand where this is headed mm -hmm. and could we be next? And I think that that's a really fair question. You know, you brought this mm -hmm. up during the Sri Lanka episode, right? Where we think, oh, this is so far away, this is so far away. But look at the indebtedness of Italy. Italy yeah. Look at how indebted Sri Lanka was. What other country is very heavily indebted, David? Well, you look at the U.S. You do. <laughs> you look at the U.S. We do have a lot of debt, over $30 trillion. That's a lot. It is. So, so, and the question is, I'm not surprised at this because, you know, I kind of delved delve deeper into understanding mm -hmm. what does the Sri Lankan crisis means moving forward. Right. You know what I found? What? 27 countries are lined up to Absolutely. collapse. Absolutely. The question with the... Italian government is that it's at the heart of Europe, of course, it but is. you take into consideration other aspects that have precipitated the collapse of. And this is why mm -hmm. it's very important and crucial for you to understand what it all means to you, because there are those of us here in the US saying, oh, we are far away from those issues. No, no we're not. We really are. No, we're not. I remember the story you shared with me when we were talking before we went to the studio about the AT&T. Can you share that story? So AT&T here in the United States is a is a very big telecom company and think globally also. Mm -hmm. So uh, their stocks went down 11% because the average person has been unable to pay their phone bill, their wow. telephone bill. And so that's been a huge problem that what that people have not been talking about the fact that now things are starting to suffer because energy costs are very high and food costs food costs are through the roof and so what are you going to pay for first yeah. you're going to pay for your fuel and you're going to pay for your food and i think pulling this into mm -hmm. the, some of the reasons that the italian government collapsed you know if you're looking at let's say the farmer demonstration. Which is a big one because, you know, Italy is an agricultural country. Yes. So uh, it, it's no different than uh, Holland, the Dutch, you know, 
A majority of us Americans here do not know that for in the case of Holland, Holland is the second most exporting country in the world when it comes down to produce yeah. after the United States. So you can just see if the farmers in Italy are demonstrating, that means they are being hurt. And if you harm a farmer, when I say harm, I don't mean physically, but you know what I mean? Economically. Yeah. When you economically harm farmers. Because if farmers, yes. farmers are on some sort of a set schedule. I'm Absolutely. not a farmer, but I can only imagine if I mess around with their schedule for, for when they plant the stuff. And if they don't get the fertilizer, if they don't get it, there will be no crop moving Absolutely. forward. And I think that is the reason part of it, except that the Italian government are wrapping this under political narrative. They are, and it's very interesting because it is, so it is political mm -hmm. in the sense that policy is what is destroying, uh, destroying Europe. I mean, can I go so far as to say that, David, would you yeah, think? Yeah, it is because it's, you start to see the indications of it, mm -hmm. which explains why the European Union decided to lift sanctions on Russia now. Yes. Because they are realizing you know, the ill-conceived policies you are embarking on, you, the government, whatever government is, and they're hurting the citizens. And in the case of Italy, and this is, again, my opinion, mm -hmm. in the case of in Italy, is that the opposition parties that ch challenged uh, uh, Mario Draghi, the, the, the head of the government there, uh, that they withdrew their support is because they were listening, listening to what the farmers' concerns are. Well, and the farmers' concerns are legitimate yeah. because if we don't have farmers, no, we have don't have food. food. As simple as it is. No. And it was all policy. Everything that happened with the farmers' demonstrations, the reason that they were demonstrating was uh, due to the government regulations that mm -hmm. forced them to use less nitrogen. Yeah, same like in Holland. Exactly. Same, same like same in, in Germany. Same in same, Poland. Exactly. And uh, interest rate. Increases. Oh, that's another. Yeah, because the ACB, the European Central Bank, is deciding on jacking up the interest rate, hiking it up. Yes. So, which is going to, given how Italy is heavily indebted, mm -hmm. so it's going to just add more fuel to the fire. So, interestingly enough, if you're looking at timings of things, because, you know, everything is connected, yeah. right? So, timings of things. So his resignation, Draghi's resignation, was accepted only hours before the first interest rate hike was announced by the ECB. The other point is, which I'm sure they are not going to uh, mention this one in the mainstream media, is that the, his resignation happened before the summer session because it was going to yeah. be happening within a week or two, something like that. So the summer session didn't happen yet, but he's a savvy politician. He's been yes. around, uh, given his connection yes, to... Yes, he was, he was a uh, Goldman banker. Yeah, so... <laughs> ECB before. We all know what this. it means. Yes. Uh, to his credit, uh, we'll say during the GFC, the global financial crisis in 2008, he's the mm -hmm. one who sort of saved the European Union. Mm -hmm. You give credit where credit is uh, due, sure. yeah. but at the same time, they can't be hiding behind just political mm -hmm. win in reality. And when I get to the whiteboard, I'm going to break down a few things, but we wanted just to provide you those insights because this is the whole idea of why we always say uh, this is more about just being informed. Mm -hmm. You have to understand what that information is. And as a matter of yeah. fact, now we even changed our motto. We did. Yeah. We changed it to prepare yourself for 
the changing world order. Order, indeed. That's our new model. model. Well, because that's the thing. And as, as David goes to the whiteboard, what we want to give you is we want to give you things to be paying attention to, paying attention to in the world and then paying attention to in your own countries. Where are some of these things showing up in your countries too? Because we're starting to see the defaults. You can't keep debt like this forever, no, no, right? No, no, no. And so you can't, because we can't keep debt like this forever, there, there, we're starting to see things change. We're starting to see the world order change. And so, in, would you like well, to go to the whiteboard? Yeah, indeed. I just, if I may add quickly for our viewers, in, in addition to what's just happened in Italy, you got now Argentina. Absolutely. Argentina is next. Yep. You know, there are 27 countries based on the research that I conducted and mm -hmm. found out that they are dealing with debt now seriously. Right. I mean, for us, we always have that advantage of printing more money. But printing more money, it's weakening the U.S. dollar. Despite Absolutely. the U.S. going against now the, the euro, mm -hmm. the, US is strong, the U.S. dollar is strong, but for how long? Right. For how long? And when, like the example you mentioned about AT&T, once you start having people not able to pay their mortgages, why right. are you having people to, like we always argue, do you buy dinner or do you put oil in... In the, or do you pay your phone bill? Or do you pay your phone bill and in that case? That ultimately, in the case of the inflation, so even if the U.S. dollar is strong, for example, which is you know its own mm -hmm. its own thing, but the reality of boots on the ground here in the United States is people are not able to actually pay their bills. So for how long is the well, U.S. Is going to be? And, the, um, and the, our debt is mounting because absolutely. it's not fair to the next generation. Because you know, why acquire so much debt? I look at it like in a simple, mm -hmm. uh, uh, like in your family, you know, are you going to live beyond your means? Right. Why? Right. So, and that's exactly where things are headed. So, so let me get to the whiteboard, just break down a few things for you to understand. So you can put this within the context of both geopolitically and economically. Because if you think for us, especially here in the U.S., we think we're far away, we're mistaken. It could happen right here at home. Like what we said earlier, Elizabeth and I, we were talking, is this idea of, is this just political decisions? Yes, the political aspects of it is part of the collapse of the Italian government, because the five-star members, there are three of them that just didn't support Mario Draghi, but there is always a hidden secrets behind the scenes, shall we say. Well, I'll personally, and this is my personal opinion, is I think of the farmers' demonstrations are part of that. It's because Italy, as we discussed earlier, you know, depends a lot on agricultural stuff. So demonstrations are a signal for how unhappy the, the, the population is. There are even considerations about the fatigue of the Ukraine crisis in, in Italy. In other words, Italians do not want any war or conflict with the Russians. So they're saying, like, because they are seeing their money going to Ukraine while they are not getting anything for it. And that's a normal reaction, what, what, what one will expect. So a government, in this case, will have to listen to its citizens. The other aspect has to do with the shortages in gas. Yes, there are shortages in gas. Given that Italy imports about 40% from Russia. It import gas from Russia about 40%. Well, here is what's interesting about all this is that, and we did mention this earlier, is that the EU decided to lift sanctions 
on some major banks in Russia to allow the transfer of food, wheat, and even you got now the flow of gas through Nord Stream 1. After the uh, uh, reparations were, or, or the uh, maintenance rather, were conducted. So, so it tells you right there where the challenges that certain governments, in this case Italy now collapsed, but also you have Argentina online, you have either, uh, some other countries in Africa, and for us in the US, we do carry a lot of that as well. You know. Will we have similar faith? Maybe, maybe not. Time will tell. But one thing we want you to keep in mind is that the collapse of the Italian government is not just political, it is also economic. Just like you explained mm -hmm. on the whiteboard, David, mm -hmm. there is more going on here than meets the eye. Mm -hmm. Well, it, indeed, because that becomes also the elements of human behavior. Absolutely. Because the politicians, politicians are humans like you and I. But this is why we always say geopolitics trickles down. It does. And I think the biggest issue that we're all facing is that there is a large gap between the government mm -hmm. and the, the everyday people. Right? Farmers wouldn't demonstrate, for example, if their needs were actually being listened to. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these policies are being made at this very high level, right? Like you're talking about. These policies are being made at a very high level, but the reality for the people, all of us, that are affected by it is detrimental. It's painful to the everyday person. And when there's a really large gap, there becomes problems. In, indeed, and that we see in this before our own eyes, and mm -hmm. it's no different than what happens for us in the U.S. When decisions are made in Washington, you know, it impacts the farmers in Kansas and yeah. in Iowa and, 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 and what have you. So, uh, so the bottom line is that a lot of people think, well, geopolitics is, no, 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 no. It impacts you and I on our daily life, and mm -hmm. that is the key important factor we want you to keep in mind. So, as always, prepare yourself for the changing new world order.